Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 100! Confetti everywhere. We made it, guys. We did it. We just made it, it seems like. We may not have made it for long because this may be our last episode ever. Not really. She's kidding. I hope. You know what's crazy is so many people were so excited, and we were so excited for our 100th episode because the accomplishment alone, the amount of work we put into it, like, I'm so proud of us. It's such an accomplishment for especially us creators who, like, really struggled to be consistent before. And it was such an exciting thing to look forward to. And unfortunately, it's not as happy of an episode as we wanted it to be. No, you could say we have um, an inner rage that's about to boil over. Yeah, no, I, I'm so proud of us because literally I've rewatched the teaser that I made originally. <laughs> we were not very confident in that teaser. <laughs> Hello there. My name's Lily Marston and you may recognize me from when I worked at Clever. I was the one that had a bunch of different colored hair and tested out weird beauty products mostly, but I also haven't worked there in over three years now. So maybe you recognize me from my personal channel, which I upload to sporadically. And I'm Jesse Smiles, and you may also know me from my channel that I sometimes post on twice a year, or maybe from Vine. Unfortunately, that was a part of my life. Or maybe you also saw me on Clever. Or maybe it was from... Never mind. Yes, moving on. So despite the lack of consistency on both of our personal channels, we decided that it was a great idea to join forces and start a podcast. Starting this Sunday, Lily and I will be getting together every week to share our super profound insight on the latest in internet drama in our new podcast, Do We Know Them? Because let's be honest, some of these people we've never seen before, but seeing as we've both been on the internet for like a decade now, a lot of them we may know personally. That is true and potentially problematic, but we also might not know them at all. And if you're thinking, why should I care about what you think about internet drama? You guys are irrelevant anyway. I mean, you have a point. But in regards to the internet drama, some might say we both have a unique perspective. I have no idea to what you are referring. Let's just say that we've both lived quite a few lives since we first started on the internet. What she's trying to say is that we're old and we've met a lot of people. And I know you think me and Lily are going to fail and that we're not going to upload every Sunday, but I promise you we will. So do not forget to subscribe to this channel so that you don't miss an episode because there will be one up every Sunday. Gosh, we sound great. I mean, I really don't know why you wouldn't subscribe. Please, for the love of God, subscribe to this channel, okay? Me and Lily have nothing else. (laughs) So we'll see you on Sunday. And neither were people when we first announced that we were going to have a podcast. They were like, okay, this is going to be like two Sundays in a row and then that'll be it. And we are, if you didn't notice, we're dressed as our first episode. So Lily's just dressed as, you know, how she always I was going to say, I'm just dressed as normal, but. (laughs) But I'm wearing this shirt that I wore in our first ever episode about family vlogging. And the glow up is amazing. I mean, honestly, it is insane that we looked at that first episode and we were like, slay publish i know every time i look at it i'm like when did i ever think that looked good my microphone stand just like blends into your chair i knew how to do the stuff that i do now then so i'm like why was there a glow up it's not like i learned a bunch of new skills well we did start off with the white which kind of threw us off and then a lot of people were fine with that for a little bit but it wasn't long before everyone was like hey that hurts my eyes can you please switch it to another color and then boom color was born i also was poor at the time and i couldn't afford any lights and correct we've upgraded that <laughs> situation so there's definitely been a glow up yeah i am just amazed that we've made it this far and ultimately like it's something you and i we really really believe in and we stick to and we work fucking hard okay seems like nobody wants to work these days the girlies work so hard you guys i mean i didn't have a life anyway but like i definitely like that it's literally all i do so we are going to rejoice and i have a little surprise for everyone later that we're gonna play but before we get to that i apologize because we are going to let our rage take over for a little bit 
And yeah. we're going to discuss what's currently going on surrounding the podcast because it feels like impossible to ignore, basically. Yeah, this is a situation that we've contemplated, like whether it would even be beneficial to get on here and talk about it because we don't want to make like our problem, everyone else's problem. Like I know a lot of people come to the podcast for a fun time and all of that stuff. But I have to say, this is bigger than even our channel. Like this kind of abuse of copyright systems on this platform is a danger to all creators on this platform. And so we're gonna talk about what we're going through right now. And then also talk about maybe ways that you guys can help us out in getting you know, the attention of YouTube or other creators who will be willing to talk about this because this shit may fly on TikTok and Instagram, but we had faith that YouTube was better than this. And I don't know, girl. If you've missed it, we've covered in two episodes now, the saga, you might say, relating to a woman named Jeanette Braun. Oh, wait, hold on. Before you even say any of that, before you even speak anything else into existence, everything we are saying in this video is our opinion. It is all alleged. It is all for the purpose of social commentary. We are not directing anyone to go and send hate to anybody we talk about in this video. This is solely for the purpose of, you know, having a discussion. That is our opinion. For the purposes of this video, and because she is not our favorite person, we are going to refer to her as Janet, like we already have been for the last two episodes. But we want to make it clear her name is Jeanette Braun for Braun IP Law. And she is a lawyer that is licensed in the state of Illinois and Texas. So she is an actual IP lawyer. And we discussed her on this channel for a very specific reason. And that reason was because we believed she was abusing copyright systems on TikTok Instagram and also simultaneously harassing smaller creators, in our opinion, with legalese and cease and desist and things meant to scare them into not speaking about her or her clients. Okay, that is her main shtick. If you say something bad about her or her clients and you accompany that commentary with any screenshot of anything that has her or her clients in it, even though that's fair use and completely allowed by the law, she will take that down. She will abuse these systems in place to silence you. Okay, in our opinion. Which is why you might notice that this episode will not have any screenshots because Janet is a fucking snake. We are two strikes in right now. We have been struck twice by Janet. Three times technically, but only two were successful. Exactly. Yeah. So the first one that we got a strike on was the first video we talked about her in. And she struck us for a one minute TikTok. And in the TikTok, she is literally reading the terms and services of TikTok on her TikTok. So it was a TikTok of hers. Yeah. She's not in the video. I would like nope. to clarify. It's her voice. It is a screen recording of the TikTok terms and services with her voice on top. Do you want to know though? what she considers that TikTok to be? Art. Art. <laughs> Let me read word for word. We won't be showing a screenshot because God forbid we infringe on her fucking art copyright, but you know, we can read it. Someone commented and said, leave the DWKT podcast alone, you fraudulent all for nothing lawyer. And someone said, wait, what's happening with the podcast? The person said, she sent them a copyright strike. She's so annoying. And Braun Law responds and says, they stole my art. I have the right to take it back and I did. My copyright is registered and the thieving is ripe for a legal proceeding. You are insufferable. Janet. I want to make something super clear. Janet is not being sincere. She knows she's not being sincere. Allegedly, this is my opinion. I feel like she is literally being purposefully obtuse to be annoying and to literally abuse copyright systems to hurt us because she just doesn't want people to be able to talk about her. So if you actually look at that TikTok, the full minute that she flagged wasn't even just a TikTok. She also flagged our commentary on the TikTok. I want to explain this really quick because we need to let you know how intense it is what Janet has done to our channel and what 
in our opinion, is an absolute abuse of the system. I want to make something clear. We know that our content will be reinstated. We have faith that that is the truth. We know that YouTube understands that this is fair use. And if any person looks at this, they understand that it's fair use. However, this needs to be fixed moving forward. These systems in place that are automated and allow people like Jeanette to just swoop in from literally nowhere and strike a channel, it is so concerning for all creators. So there's a difference here, right? You have two options if you believe someone's infringing on your copyrighted content. You can claim them, okay? That's what we've gotten before, like especially if it'll be like something with music on it. So when you hear creators be like, oh, I'm gonna get claimed, that means that whoever owns that music or that piece of content will claim that piece and you will have to share all the profits that you made with them moving forward. Yeah, basically your revenue gets redistributed. So it's like you don't make any money off that video because their content is in it. And now they are receiving all of the revenue that you may have made. The good thing about that system though, is that you have multiple options when you are claimed, you can appeal it. And while it's in the appeal process, all of the money will go into an escrow account and then whoever wins that appeal, it'll go to them. So it makes it a little bit more comfortable as a creator to appeal something because you don't have to like have your content down while it's being appealed or like they're getting paid while it's being appealed, it all goes into an escrow account. Or you can literally use YouTube to trim out the portion of copyrighted content. So you have options. They give you the option to just take out that content. So then there is no longer anything to claim. Then on the contrary, there's what Janet did. And that is she issued a copyright takedown strike, which removes the video immediately from YouTube, which she also, for the record, did have two options there. You can also submit a copyright takedown strike that gives us the option to take it down. Like there's a period of time where it's like, hey, we're striking this, take it down, or we're going to like escalate this further. But Janet went straight to just taking the content down. Not that we would have removed it anyway, to be honest, but didn't even want to give that option. So she just took it down. I want to clarify also that again, like Jesse said, we know that the content will be reinstated and we know that we were well within our rights and it was protected under the fair use doctrine. I've spent an absurd about of time researching that. And also there is precedent. It's without a doubt in our mind that it falls under fair use. Now, I do want to specify and make this extremely clear that copyright strikes, not claims, are meant for the most egregious infringements on copyrighted content. We're talking like music videos that are protected by God knows how many licenses and someone just re-uploads that. That's why you can't go on YouTube and watch a full movie. In our opinion, there's no way that Janet is actually upset about the use of her stupid TikTok. Like that is not something that is affecting her at a personal level. But do you know what is? Us commentating on her bad practices as a lawyer and how she represents these clients that brag about her practices and brag about how she's able to get content that presents them in a negative light. She's able to get it taken down. They have people for that. There's multiple creators that she represents that brags about this. You guys, that is so, fucked and irresponsible and just wrong in an abuse of power. And for us to come on this platform to whistleblow it and her abuse this system to silence us in talking about her abuse of these systems is insane. Like when we got the strike, I was like, oh, she claimed us. And I went and I said, no, it's unavailable. Nobody can watch this. And if you try to click on a link of it, like an unlisted link, it says it's property of Braun IP law. Like this is fucking nuts. This is a danger, not only to our channel, it's obviously a danger to our channel. And we did have faith that YouTube was a little bit more sophisticated than this. We know that H3 versus Matt Haas was a huge precedence that was set. We know what we can and can't do on this channel. If people are allowed 
okay, to abuse systems like Janet is doing, channels like H3, channels like any of your favorite commentary channels. I mean, who is to say someone says something not so nice about you and uses a screenshot of you, even if it's a picture or something that you just said, and automatically they can take down your channel? Do you understand how terrifying that is? For reference, she like includes in that bucket of like, you're using my client's content. She's referring to literally like screenshots of their public profiles. That is absurd. And what's even crazier, and another way that YouTube completely failed, in my opinion, is once she issued the first strike, we were obviously upset and we were like, oh, she's gonna come for the next one, watch. We knew that was gonna come. Well, we got an email from YouTube that she did try to do that, but Janet made a little whoopsie. And in her timestamps that she was submitting, cause you have to submit the portion of the video that's your copyrighted content, she meant to put in just like a two minute timestamp, I think that was covering yet another one of her TikToks, but instead she accidentally made it like over an hour long. We don't know for sure if that is the reason that it was like there was pushback and she wasn't able to issue the strike on this, but it makes sense because the TikTok maybe was, I don't even, we definitely didn't even include two minutes, but the whole TikTok is no longer than two minutes probably. And yet she claims that it took up over an hour of our content. That seems like it would be cause for them to flag it. But also, even if that wasn't the case, it was fair use. We weren't just stealing her content and like putting it up to make money off of it. It was because it was giving context to the larger conversation, which ironically is about her abusing this entire system. And I mean, we're talking like TikToks on the screen as we're not only talking during it, but before and after about that TikTok. This is not even an on-screen insert where it's like not us on the camera, which even that is fair use because we're talking before and after about it. We're still transforming the content, but this is so fair use. Like it's on the screen as we're talking. We should even in a minute, I'll pull up. There's four different criteria for determining fair use, which technically can only be determined by a court. But then I find it ironic that Janet seems to think that she's able to determine it because yeah, she, she just dismisses it as always being not true. But um, let me pull up this email because YouTube doesn't even claim for sure. Like they also would agree that the court has to decide if it's fair use, but they can say that they believe it to be fair use. So we receive an email that says, hello, we received the copyright infringement notification below regarding your video. We believe your content is protected by fair use, fair dealing, or a similar exception to copyright protection. We are writing to you to let you know we do not plan to remove your video at this time. Please be advised, it is possible the copyright owner will approach you directly to request removal or take other action. To which we say, Please, Janet, do you really want to go to court over your fucking TikTok that definitely is going to fall under fair use? I know you claim that you're a lawyer and you know everything and we are stupid and we don't know anything, but like, you know that that is not something you're going to win in court. I think she either underestimates our pettiness. There's no way we're sitting back and allowing this to happen. I mean, even if she were to take down our channel, like we will absolutely, if necessary, do anything we can to set a precedence that people like this, you're not fucking allowed to do this, but, What's fucking crazy is she was allowed to do this because after this was established by YouTube that it was fair use, she was allowed to go back in the next night and copyright strike us for the same video. Only this time, YouTube said if we wanted to know what content was even copyrighted, we would have to email them. Yeah, you know what? This is a screenshot that I know that we can use because it is not hers at all. I'm gonna put it on screen right now. This is what it looks like when we look at the copyright strike. Like when we click more information, it tells us that the date the strike happened and it says content removed by Braun IP Law, LLC. And then it shows 
Content used. That is normally where the timecode of the content that she is claiming was infringed upon, that's where that goes. But there's nothing there, it just says, Info available on request. When you click the little question mark next to that, it says, for more information about this removal request, P.S. Is it a request? Because they took it down. They right, didn't request not a request. Anything. But then they said, uh, email copyright at youtube.com. So, Jesse did. I sent them a link to the video. I said, hey, we're inquiring about this video. We were told to email this address, yada, yada, yada. And then I let them know a little tidbit about good old Jeanette Braun and how she allegedly is a notorious abuser of copyright systems in order to silence people who are critics of her or her clients. But thank God YouTube is so efficient in their responses because they got back to me immediately. They respond with an automated response, not a person. So this email address that they told us to reach out to for more info, this is the more info that we received back. Hello, thanks for contacting the YouTube copyright compliance team. If you believe your copyrighted content is being used without authorization, you may submit a copyright takedown notice through our web form. Well, no, that's not what we want to do. That's what Janet did. And the fact that you just have this form that any, literally anyone could fill out, how is that your system? Like. That makes zero sense to me. So YouTube, where's the information about this um, copyright takedown that uh, you just removed our video and gave us a second strike? This is honestly one of my biggest issues with YouTube is that they rely as a company that is as profitable as YouTube is. They are a multi-billion dollar company and network of people and they rely on automated systems for almost everything. This is something that huge creators have complained about forever, okay? We don't have a YouTube person. We applied for one and we don't fucking have one. Friends of ours that do have one say they're useless. Like literally to contact an actual person at YouTube, not a robot. I mean, it's literally almost next to impossible. It's a common misconception I think that people have like, oh, your partner manager. I hear whispers of this, but as someone that we both have personal channels. Mine has almost 500,000 subscribers. Yours had over a million at one point. This channel is about to hit 100,000. We don't have partner managers. I've never had a personal contact at YouTube that wasn't someone I just knew from being friends with them. But um, also, I would like to remind many of you, you might be familiar, of a situation that I can't help but be reminded of when Megan Rinks, one of our good friends, she had her vlog channel blatantly, like without even a sliver of doubt, her channel was hacked. My vlog channel had mysteriously transformed into Beauty Dior, whose owners had bought my channel off of a hacker forum for $500 and have been uploading copyrighted content ever since. It was not only hacked, it was re they deleted all of the content. They rebranded it as something called Beauty Dior. And then they just started uploading random like compilations of beauty content. And literally Megan couldn't get into it for months. She hadn't told me up front when this was happening because she was behind the scenes attempting to have some kind of a dialogue with YouTube to figure out how to get it back. Oh my God, you guys. I will put the links in the description to the uh, three part, I think, series that I helped her make because when she finally did tell me and showed me some of the emails that she was dealing with, I was so, I, literally rage filled my body. And I was like, are you joking? They literally tried to gaslight her and tell her that no one hacked her channel. And at one point even said the phrase, we looked into like hack, like the possibility of hacking on your channel. 
and we did not found any. So basically she dealt with like weeks of correspondence with different people at YouTube. They weren't even like in a position that they could do anything. It was basically to like subdue her and like keep her at bay and make her think that they were looking That's into YouTube's it. That's YouTube's MO. Very clearly We've had weren't. like countless issues with them or like inquiries and they will give, especially Lily on Twitter. I tell her even, I'm like, why do you even bother with them? Because it's so unlikely to actually get help from like YouTube help on Twitter or something like that. Because I need to channel my rage somewhere. I feel like people don't understand and it may come off as whining and I really want to be like clear. Imagine you work somewhere, you dedicate all your time to that job and your quote unquote boss is like impossible to reach. Like you cannot even reach someone who knows the boss. Anytime that you try to inquire about something that you believe is unfair to your work or the things that you've spent all your fucking time on, literally it's like, hello, there's nothing wrong. Hope that helps. Bye. Like it is really, really a problem. And I don't think that unless you're like a creator on this platform, you would necessarily get it. So I get why other people might be like, okay, well, whatever. Just like do what you need to do. Like who cares? But this is bad guys. Like literally our channel right now is one takedown, one takedown from being terminated. Back to Megan's thing for a second. Do you want to know what it finally took to get them to actually take it seriously and actually address her and like have her talk to real people? At this point, I literally had no idea what else to do. I was pretty much like, okay, cool. Yeah, my vlog channel doesn't exist anymore. It's Beauty Dior. Let me tweet out about this. See if anything can happen from this. And honestly, after all this time, it kind of just felt like YouTube was gaslighting me. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Maybe nothing is wrong. Except I know something's wrong because that's not my channel. So I then tweeted out a beautiful composed juxtaposition of the email where it says nothing is wrong with my channel and then a screenshot of my channel where clearly everything is wrong. So to keep the timeline straight, I had sent that email and posted the tweet right around 9 a.m. It was now 2 p.m. and the tweet has got thousands of responses, all of which were tagging various YouTube Twitter handles. So no response. I'm missing that day. Until 2.02 p.m. rolls around and I get a notification that Shane Dawson has liked my tweet and quote tweeted my tweet. Reading, hey at YouTube, at YT creators, at team YouTube, this is really scary. Help? And then a weird coincidence happens. As soon as Shane tweets that, it blows up. Reminder, my tweet went out at 9 a.m. along with my email that went out at 9 a.m. Shane's tweet was at 2.02 and then at 2.48, I get my first message from YouTube. Not at all a coincidence. Here's the thing, I've been on YouTube for years. I'm bashing the system that's clearly failing and not working. Not any individual person, mostly because I'm pretty sure the people that I'm annoyed with aren't even people. It is literally the fact that this is a failed system and it's not working. I also get a DM from Gigi Hadid, which might seem so incredibly random. Honestly, it's really a full circle moment because she watched my vlog channel and was a fan of my nose job vlogs and that's why she follows me on Twitter was because she found me from there. And she was nice enough to give me her direct contact at YouTube, who again, this is so below his pay grade, but this is the only time that I am getting help is when Shane Dawson and Gigi Hadid helped me. Thank you so much, it guys. It took, and this was pre-cancellation, Shane Dawson giving us personally a contact to use to then talk to someone as well as Gigi fucking Hadid bringing it up with her personal YouTube contact. Gigi, where are you now? We need you. Right? As well as me and Megan making this series where we exposed how absurd their system for and it going viral. hacking was. And it going viral and getting millions and millions of views. That is what it took for them to even 
remotely address it. And the fact that someone like Janet, who doesn't even have a YouTube channel to my, oh, maybe Braun Law IP does. God, don't look at it, it's gonna be boring. The fact that she is given so much power that all she has to do is submit a form and they then just are like, okay, sure. And then they have the nerve to come back and tell us that if we have a problem with it, we have to retain counsel. That is actually the most fucked up process. Like, are you kidding? And what's even more annoying is that when you believe that that was wrongfully done, so we believed it was wrongfully done, what we did is submit that counter notification. YouTube has to decide whether that's valid. They read that, they're like, okay, that makes sense. So what we're gonna do is send it to the person who claimed it in the first place. So they did that with the first video. They saw our counter, they said, okay, cool. We're sending that to Jeanette Braun. Jeanette Braun has 10 days from the day that was sent to her to provide a court order. Okay, that is the only thing she could provide because that is the level of copyright infringement we're talking about, right? Like you are being so infringed upon that you must be taking them to court. But the worst part of all of this is that she gets those 10 days, okay? Which we believe allegedly that she is going to use those 10 days to, I don't know, itch her ass, pick her boogers. I don't know what she's doing, but she's buying fucking time to annoy us and have the content down for longer so that less people, I guess, would see it. Even though at this point, it's like you're bringing more attention to it because when they go back up because they will go back up. Literally, people are going to be like, let me go see what they said because that's crazy. I've seen a lot of people bring up the Streisand effect. You try and suppress something, it's just going to make it worse. And that is exactly what she's doing in all of her situations. Like, I mean, Lauren the Mortician fucked over herself, in my opinion, but Jeanette, you couldn't have helped that girl less. Literally, you have made this 10 times worse for everyone you are representing and you think you're a good lawyer. You're embarrassing. Hi, you know, if we're coming in here dressed differently, that means it's a different day and we have an update and boy, do we have an update for you. And it's it's not a good update. You might think it would be a good update by now, but no, it's not a good update. I was sitting there working on something we're gonna show you in a minute because this entire episode is not a rant, don't worry. Just most of it. And I'm sitting there about to get to work and all of a sudden, I get a notification on my phone. It is an email from YouTube because as we already have explained, we uh, didn't get provided any of the information for the second strike that we received. There was no like, oh, this is the clip you're using. Oh, this is how long you used it for. No, 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 it said contact us for more info. And we had only gotten an automated response thus far. This is another automated response that we got, but they did provide the supposed info of this request that was sent through. I opened this email and it looks very familiar because this is the exact same identical request that Janet had sent through one day earlier. And it was the same request that YouTube had been like, you know what? We don't agree. This is fair use. And we were like, fuck yeah, awesome. Thank you, automated system YouTube. No, the second time they were like, you're right, Janet, strike. And when we're talking about an identical request, the exact timestamp that she provided was 22 minutes and 40 seconds to an hour, 24 minutes and eight seconds. The entire video that we pulled from, which we did only pull 20 seconds from. But even if we used her entire TikTok. Which we didn't. We didn't, we used 20 seconds of it because we obviously couldn't bear to listen to the entire thing. The entire thing, the whole runtime was eight minutes and 43 seconds, I believe. So please, YouTube, explain to me how her time code for how long we used it is an hour in two minutes. That's almost the entire episode. Did we just replay it over and over again? Do you really think anyone would have watched that? 
Oh my God. If you don't understand what Lily means, she literally has to paste a link where YouTube asks, it appears in your source video and then it has like a blank space for you to put a link. So Jeanette puts a link to her TikTok and that's what Lily is saying is eight minutes, a little bit over eight minutes long. But what she flagged was over an hour long. So she's saying that we used her video in our video that we had it playing for over an hour. But I don't think that's what happened. What I think happened is what I originally thought, which is that she had a typo, okay? Because what I think she meant to do was put 22 minutes to 24 minutes. But that's even wrong. It's only to 23 minutes. Well, her original one was wrong too. She also tagged our commentary in it, even though she put like a minute long, it was still including our commentary and not her TikTok in it. Let's not pretend that the whole thing is not wrong. Like her whole entire thing is false. I'm just saying, I'm not even gonna remotely try and give her the benefit of the doubt that like she had a one key misstep. It's blatantly wrong. Like there's multiple numbers that are off. Well, the reason why I even think that is because when we got the information here, it is identical to the first claim she tried to make on this video. Not the first claim she ever made. The first claim she ever tried to make on the second video. I know this is confusing. Just stay with us. It's important. This is on episode 97 and the first claim is on episode 96. Yes. So how are you going to tag over an hour of content on the exact, I mean, down to the second? I don't think she submitted two claims. What I think happened obviously this is just my opinion is i think she submitted the original one i personally believe she had that typo in it that she didn't mean to put it to an hour i think she got confused but maybe she didn't that didn't go through youtube like we said we read the email they said we believe this is fair use we said fuck yeah thank god then for some reason we believe that youtube let this through anyway. Even though they deemed it as fair use, I think they still allowed this exact same claim, I don't think she made multiple, to go through and strike our channel and take this video down. Although I do have one other theory that maybe, because also, on top of all of this, then Jesse, upon receiving the actual strike that did go through, she submitted a counter notification, which then gets delivered to YouTube and then they approve it or reject it. And then if they approve it, it goes on to Janet and she has 10 days to either provide them with a court order that she's bringing us to court over this, or she could just not say anything, which that's probably, I'm... I'm telling you, she's literally just turning in she's circles in her house waiting for it to be over just to waste time. That's literally what she's doing. Yeah, so she'll probably wait till the end of the 10 days. And at that point, the strike will expire and the video goes back up and it's fine. Jesse submits this counter notification where it asks for like a little paragraph where you explain why you think this is an incorrect strike. I put almost the exact same thing as I did the first time when it did get approved and sent to Jeanette. I just added a little extra tidbit about how she's like, hello guys, she's doing it. Like you're letting her do this. What's going on? Imagine my surprise when I wake up for my nightly 4 a.m. wake hour. I don't know why I do that every night. And I check my email and I see that our claim got denied, our counterclaim. It was denied. Not just denied, but this is the wording that it uses, which is literally the m biggest just like slap in the fucking face. Yeah, when beyond. the time code's wrong, the owner is wrong. Like everything about this request that Janet has submitted is incorrect. She signed it knowing that it was under penalty of perjury and she still signed it as a lawyer. Like, are you fucking kidding? You can't even check the time code, Janet. The language in this YouTube email where they're rejecting the counter notification says, thank you for your counter notification. Unfortunately, it's unclear to us whether you have a valid reason for filing a counter notification. So we won't be able to honor your request. When I say that, Lily and I just spiraled. I don't have a ton of faith in automated systems, especially on YouTube these days, but- This is unacceptable. The fact that a robot couldn't even pick up on that, like, oh my God, it's, I just don't understand. I stared at it and it was like, what? 
what do you, where did you get that email? Because Jessie also had put in her personal email address for the response to come to, so I didn't see it. And I'm like, what, where did you get that? Where did that come from? <laughs> I know we're laughing and it's because we laugh at pretty much everything in life, but honestly, that was such a helpless feeling. Like seeing that, I was just like, well, we don't fucking have anyone to talk to. We are not people with connections. We're just creators that literally dedicate our life to creating on this app or website or whatever the fuck YouTube is. It's out of control and it feels like shit when your own network or whatever the fuck YouTube is to us is failing you this badly. And just totally honoring the stuff that comes from a random person that has absolutely no history on YouTube, period. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know the word, like stake in this platform. Like she literally just like comes in to complain. It's like when you don't have credit and like people are tentative to sell you something like a car or a house or something because they're like, well, I wanna know a little bit more about you. No, YouTube's just like, well, come on down and take down a channel. Are you free on Tuesday? It only takes 10 minutes. Well, something insane that was an update to even that update is I was just looking through my email to read it on camera and I see that at six in the morning, I got an email. Lily did proceed because it did give us one option and that was to redo a counterclaim, like to counterclaim again. And Lily did do that. But this is not even in regards to what Lily sent. This is my original counterclaim because I could see it right here what I wrote. And it's the one they said was not a valid reason. Here's what they had to say now. Dear do we know them, please disregard our initial decision for this counter notification. Thank you for your counter notification. It has now been forwarded to the claimant that submitted the copyright removal request. And then it goes on to say what we already know. Now she has 10 days from when this was sent. 10 business days, by the way, not 10 regular days, of course, because you know, Janet's really busy on the weekends. Okay, so here's the thing. I noticed you can open the claim and stuff and you can look at info on the computer and that's where it'll give you the majority of it. But for some reason, there's one additional piece of information that we can only see on our phones in the studio app. And that piece of information is who the content owner is. Yeah, it says content owner. So not who submitted the claim, but who's claiming owns this piece of content, AKA these TikToks, which are clearly Janet's, so. And she has said herself, this is her art, so. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine our surprise when we see that the content owner for not one of these strikes, but both of them is Caitlin Demps. Who's Caitlin Demps, might you ask? I mean, honestly, a few days ago, we would have We didn't know either. <laughs> Apparently, first of all, that person's name, that's not a real person. Her real full name is Caitlin Dempsey. Demps is her nickname that she goes by. And that is one of Jeanette's clients. We mention so briefly by name, we verbally mention Demps and we discussed because someone had sent us an email about her. But then honestly, we got distracted because there was so much other stuff going on that we didn't even really dive into that aspect of the conversation. So we literally said the word Demps maybe three times in, it's like 30 seconds. Without a shadow of doubt, we do not show any of this person's content. Already, that's absurd to think that that would even have a connection as to why she would be the content owner of this because we didn't feature any of it. But even more absurd is that it lists her as the content owner for the first one in an episode where at the time, we had never even heard of this person. We didn't mention her in the first one. We only mentioned her in the second one. My question is, is this something that Jeanette purposefully typed in? Is this something, Caitlin Dempsey, that you are aware your lawyer is doing? She is striking down YouTubers' channels, in our opinion, incorrectly and um, illegally, and I don't know at this point. on behalf of you? On behalf of you. I am leaning more towards the theory that a few people have brought up that maybe it like autofills or like that Demps was the last person she was claiming content for and then she like forgot to change the name, which like, Again, under penalty of perjury, and you are a fucking lawyer and you couldn't just double, there's like 
three things to fill in. You couldn't double check it, Janet? It's such a short list. It's so quick. That's the problem too, is it's so quick to fill out and submit. We have a lot to say even after this, but that's where we get to anyway, where it's just like, okay, will this get fixed? Sure. But this cannot be allowed to happen in the first place. These systems are so unsophisticated and put creators in so much danger of losing their entire platforms without having a single chance to defend themselves and prove that they did not steal content. I mean, it's absolutely fucking absurd that someone like Janet is allowed to do this and allowed to do so incorrectly by putting false content owners, by putting incorrect timestamps, everything is all over the place and the system just was like, yeah, take them down. As if we haven't spent the last year of our fucking lives building everything on this platform. It's so frustrating. So little time. Like have a fucking intern look at the request or something just to be like, is this time code? Does this match up? Does that content show for an and hour? we have full conversations with AI now. I mean, what is happening? Right? How like, is why this? is the automated system so stupid? <laughs> like it's so blatantly wrong that I'm like, how did this go through? Anyway, that's our update. Uh, we will continue on rambling for a bit more, but we do have a point and we do have a call to action. So please stay with us. And there's a little surprise that I made. Yeah. So. Okay, so if you go to the YouTube website, it says fair use on YouTube. Fair use is a legal doctrine that says the use of copyrighted protected material under certain circumstances is allowed without permission from the copyright holder, which is absolutely what we did. It goes on to say, when you scroll down, that there are four factors of fair use. In the United States, judges decide what's considered fair use. So yes, it is left up to the court. So it is our interpretation that we are basing this off of, but there is precedence and we are confident that if we brought this to court, it would be laughable because of what she's trying to argue. But it says, a judge will consider how four factors of fair use apply to each specific case. The four factors of fair use are, one, the purpose and character of the use, including whether such use is of commercial nature or is for nonprofit educational purposes. Courts typically focus on whether the use of copyright protected material is transformative. This means whether the use adds new expression or meaning to the original material, or whether it merely copies from the original. Commercial uses are less likely to be considered fair use, but it's still possible to monetize a video that contains fair use material. So I even wanna put a note on that because I've read that specifically the fair use doctrine has altered their language in recent years because it used to kind of insinuate that if you were making money off of the content, that then fair use doesn't apply. But that is absolutely not the case. And they have specifically changed the language in the fair use doctrine because there are so many different commercial enterprises that rely on fair use, such as the news, any commentary channel, reviews, like anything that is talking about a piece of work and not just copying it. They're furthering the conversation. They're having a discussion about it, which is what we are doing. That is allowed under fair use. And it might be commercial, but that doesn't matter. And it says in the fair use doctrine um, that being commercial does not play a factor at the end of the day when determining whether it's fair use or not. So the fact that we are making money off of our video doesn't matter. But Janet still quotes the old verbiage of it. So she makes it seem like if you're making money off of it, then I have every right to take it down. Well, because she acts like we are making money because of her content. Like no one was watching the content for your TikTok, Janet. No one was watching your TikTok either before we started talking about it. So we actually probably helped. What we're kind of like pushing for here is for a better system. This system does not work. This system puts all creators on this platform that provide any sort of commentary on anything at risk. And I thought that YouTube was better than this because even their copyright claim system is better than this. Like you have to give creators a chance to rectify, argue their point. Something needs to be done. Even objectively, the percentage that her content 
made up our full episode, 0.001%. And if you look at the Ethan Klein, Matt Haas case, they actually were having to argue it quite severely because they would cut to like a minute long clip of Matt Haas. And then they would come on screen and talk about it. I looked at those court documents and I'm pretty sure that it was a 15 minute video and they used over four minutes of it. Ours, it was a minute and the episode I believe was an hour and 24 minutes. So quickly, just to go through the other three parts of the fair use thing, it says number two, the nature of the copyrighted work, using material from purely fictional works. Well, I can assure you that her TikTok was not a fictional work of art, despite what she says. Um, Number three, the amount and substantiability of the portion used relative to the whole copyrighted work. Borrowing small bits of material from an original work is more likely to be considered fair use than borrowing large portions. Then number four is the effect of the use upon potential market for or value of the copyrighted work. I don't know if Janet is monetized on TikTok, but like I said earlier, if anything, we probably made her money by people going to look at her TikTok page because no one is seeking out our content in lieu of watching hers. Yeah, so it basically says um, that uses that harm the copyright holder's ability to profit from their original work are less likely to be fair use. I can say with certainty that our use of her TikTok did not affect Janet financially at all. It honestly feels so discouraging. Like if I had to describe how I feel right now, it's highly discouraged. Like I just feel so upset, helpless, disappointed, helpless. Yeah. Like this is something that Janet knows, allegedly. I, I feel like she knows this. I don't think she's a good lawyer, but she is a lawyer. She can't be this dense. Just to highlight how uh, helpless and kind of, it just feels like counterproductive to even try to find help with YouTube. Lily had a very nice Twitter exchange today and I'm going to read through it because, wow, this is just fucking bullshit. But Lily tweeted, can someone at, at YouTube creators, at Team YouTube, at YouTube liaison, please explain how it's possible for us to receive a copyright strike that gives no info other than the lawyer who made the claim and the content owner, quote unquote, aka a client of the lawyers who we use literally zero content from. And to find out more, it's suggests emailing the email address for the copyright division of YouTube, which responds with absolutely no help or additional information because it is absolutely mind-blowing to witness this level of abuse of the copyright system being allowed. She included the screenshot that we read to you. Uh, it was like the automated message. Then Lily says, I haven't been this heated over YouTube incompetence since Megan Ranks and I had to make a multi-part series just to get them to address slash help retrieve her hacked channel. And trust me, I will do it again. Is that a threat, Lily? Might be. And then Team YouTube just swoops on in and they just get straight to work. They say, when someone files a copyright takedown, we take steps that comply with the law. If you have questions about its validity, we encourage discussing with your own counsel. We also have more choices, so don't worry, Lily. We can also wait for it to expire, get a retraction, or submit a counter notification. More info and then they leave a link. Get counsel? The idea that they are suggesting that we have to pay and retain counsel, fight, a blatant misuse of the system. It's not even just a misuse. It's literally what YouTube is allowing this to be used for. They claim that if someone abuses the system, so like that's what we're told on our end, if they abuse the system, then they'll get flagged eventually, basically. But that didn't happen. Jeanette was allowed, even after you guys deemed that it was fair use, to go back in and strike us again. Like she is using this exactly as you guys intended, which is the fucking problem. That's why we're here talking like this system doesn't work because if I 
don't like Ethan Klein or another commentary channel and they use something of mine, I could just go in there because they said something not very nice about me and strike down their channel, terminate it forever. And to put the burden of proof on the person that's being striked, regardless of whether it's like an absurd claim or not, which in this case, it absolutely is. Not like you could just call up a lawyer and have them just give you free advice. Like lawyers are expensive. Act that they are being like, just retain counsel. Are you kidding? Like literally saying that content in our video was used someone that we literally didn't even know what her name was. Like not use her content. And yet now we are being told that we're responsible for retaining counsel to fight it. They went on to say, we look into misuse of our copyright tools and web forms to prevent abuse. Do you? Like what do us? those types of steps look like? Because this honestly seems like this is a wild west and someone is allowed to come on this platform, someone who doesn't even use this platform and abuse your creators who work and fucking dedicate all of their time to growing on your platform. Our response to that one was, we're like basically submit a counter notification, which we have. Said, we already have, but the fact that you are willing to issue a strike without even informing us of the actual details of the alleged infringement, actually insane. Suggests that we need to retain counsel to deal with this bullshit is disgusting and only enables this type of abuse further because- And then this reply like literally baffled me, but also made it so clear why the system is so easy to abuse. They said, it's up to the copyright owners when they send takedown notices. You can avoid this altogether by licensing the third-party content you use. Here are some best practices. That even reminds me that they say in the recent copyright strike, the second one we got, it's the contact info of the person claiming it. You can reach out to them. You think we wanna reach out to fucking Janet to resolve this? Do you think that's gonna be a normal conversation? Because this bitch thinks her TikToks are art. So I'm sorry, we're not gonna engage with that. And even one of my other responses to them was not making sure they are complying with the law and not actively abusing your system. Not important. Love seeing you value random unhinged lawyers who abuse your system and don't even use your platform rather than your creators. Like, how is that your priority? I just don't understand how YouTube can be like, well, you could just like try licensing, you know, the stuff that you use. Do you understand that one of the largest categories of content that you have on this platform, this entire fucking platform is commentary? This is one of the most watched long form content on your platform. People who have some of the largest audiences are reacting to things. This is just absurd that you'd be like, well, have you tried licensing it? That, that would help, right? License her one minute TikTok? We don't have to, that's the point. Like we're not using a fucking like copyrighted song. We're not tossing the movie clips. Mind blowing that this is actually an, a conversation that the robots are trying to have with us. Well, here's the thing. How can you help if you're watching this right now? We wanted to have like some sort of call to action. And the only thing that we could think of is getting YouTube's actual attention. We're not talking about robots. You know, something that happened when Megan had her issue with being hacked is getting the attention of actually somebody, somebody who works there, get on a call with us, talk to us, email us, anything. Like we are begging. We are even urging like other creators. We know a lot of creators watch our channel. If you are willing to speak on this, please do because if you are any sort of commentary channel, you are at risk. Like this is no sophisticated system. This is you piss off the wrong person. They are coming after you. Um, Megan's situation, as I said, like literally the thing that made the difference there was people like Shane Dawson and Gigi Hadid being like, excuse me, guys, you see this? And they were like, oh shit, yeah, we did see it. I guess we can deal with it now. Didn't deal with it until they had to. Like so pressured into responding because so many people were bringing it up, including creators, that 
eventually they were like, ooh, hey, sorry. Because that's the thing is, I don't think there's people there like willfully ignoring what's going on and being like, they're wrong. We don't think they're in the right here. It's that literally it's not even put in front of people that can do anything until so many people raise concern about it. And again, we know that this content's gonna be restored. We're not worried about that. What we are worried about is that our channel's in actual jeopardy because someone is allegedly abusing the system and they're allowed to do so because there is so many holes in this system. This cannot be fill out this form, take down this channel. And then once we take it down, then we'll look into it and see, you know, we'll we'll see what happened there. No, in my opinion, if your content is copyrighted, right? Actually copyrighted, not just like I made it, like, yes, okay, there's technical like IP stuff there, but we're talking like actual copyrighted content that you licensed, you should have a license, right? There needs to be something in place for YouTube to actually monitor this or like a filter of some sort where you can't just put in a TikTok. That's not what we're asking you. We're asking you, how do you own this? Like, literally, do you have a license? To say that this is frustrating, disappointing, it's such an understatement. I feel helpless. Again, we, I guess, overestimated YouTube and their stance on fair use because, again, they know that this is fair use and they deemed it as such or they said they believed it to be fair use, but then just allowed someone to come and do it again. And it's the same fucking person. The fact that she's allowed to issue, like, multiple attempts, that should alone be flagged as, like, Hmm, this is a little weird. Why is this person going so hard for this video? I'm not even joking. This has upset me to the point where like, I told Lily before this, I'm like, can we say her name? Like, that's the point where I'm at in my head. And Lily's like, of course we can. Well, of course we can a week ago, but we have two strikes on us. This is the type of woman that will come in and I don't even know that she won't right now and strike us again and we're done. And YouTube will allow that to happen. Will it come back? Yeah. Do I think that even if we did get taken down, that that could get reversed? I do. But do I also believe that YouTube's system would allow her to take down our entire channel just because we're talking about her, even though that's freedom of fucking speech? I do. So I don't know what's going to happen after we post this, but that's why I'm saying if you can tweet YouTube, please do. If you're a creator that's willing to talk about this, please do. Because we don't know if our fucking channel's gonna be here next week. It was to the point that I literally told Jesse, it was like, just to be safe, I'm gonna go back and private our initial video that we ever made on Lauren the Mortician because that's the client of hers that really has sent all of this spiraling. Because three strikes and you're out. So if Janet wanted to, apparently, she could have gone back and claimed that we used Lauren's TikToks in our original video and claimed those. It would have been wrong and we eventually would have gotten it reinstated because it's fucking fair use, Janet. But we were literally like, oh my God, is that what she's trying to do here? Because again, there's no way in hell, in my opinion, that Janet is actually upset that we used her TikTok. This is a strategic like bullying method that she's using and she's doing it for a reason. And whether that is to be a word that I will not say right now, or <laughs> if it's to financially, I don't know. I don't know what she's trying to do because it's fucking insane. I wouldn't put it past her though. If she was just trying to literally get our channel taken down and penalize us for talking not positively about her client, which is insane. This is like, literally us that. like begging YouTube to do better because although in 10 days or I think she has seven days for the first one and that'll get removed. And yeah, we understand there's a system in place. We're begging you to do better, to create a better system. There's more because Janets. Oh my God, of course there's more Janets. And not only are there more Janets, there's going to be people that see this. This is a precedence that you're setting YouTube. You are letting it be known that people who do not like what you have to say can get your video taken down. And if they do so three times in a row, that channel is going to 
be taken down. Yes, will it be reinstated? Sure, but you are letting it be known that your system can be abused. And that you prioritize random people over the creators that literally are the backbone of your entire company. Not to say we are personally the backbone, but like- No, creators are. Yeah. If you're gonna trust random people that are submitting false claims over any of your creators, that's a problem. I do understand that some people need to protect their copyrighted content that they spent their time making. I support that. I think that if someone re-uploaded our podcast, would it piss me off? Like completely just re-uploaded it and I would probably strike it? Yeah, I would. That is why those systems are in place for people who steal content, not for commentary channels, not for people who are using their freedom of speech to talk about people who are abusing systems like this. Like that's literally the fact that we were here to talk about her abusing these systems. And we had these creators that were being targeted by Janet, allegedly. We had them come to us and be like, thank you, because we're being fucking silenced on our platforms. And then she swoops in and silences us. It's so frustrating because then also that, like you said, these creators that we have talked about even in the last episode that just got striked, uh, Cody, for example, she literally was striking content on Cody's Instagram that was Cody writing text on a screen. That's the level of petty that Janet is willing to stoop to to try and silence people. Also something that we were gonna cover more at length, but Jesse was honestly nervous, even though it has zero chance that it has any ownership by Janet or she has any leg to stand on it in trying to flag it. I don't know if you guys have seen, but the two calls to the police made by Lauren the Mortician and Janet to request a wellness check, meaning have police go to someone's house. Those are innately dangerous to begin with, especially honestly, if you do think the person needs it, like that usually escalates it to be more dangerous. But basically the calls have been released where they're requesting that on a creator named Kitty who spoke badly about Lauren the Mortician. And these Two women. Oh my God, we're gonna link the calls below. It is absolutely the most egregious abuse of power by Janet who throws around that she is an officer of the court and feels obligated to be doing this. Oh my God, you are absolutely unhinged and unethical and the worst lawyer that I've ever seen in my life. Allegedly. No. Confident that I, that's correct, but that's factual. I've never seen a worse lawyer, I don't think. Imagine that we do this, right? We're, we're here talking about this again. We're pushing, we're standing up for ourselves. We're saying, no, fuck you. And there is a knock at our doors, both of our fucking doors. And it's Jeanette Braun calling the police saying that we're mentally unwell because we're obviously like upset in this video, whatever. That is the level that she went to to get Kitty to shut up, okay? This is why we're talking about this. There are more Janets out there. They need to know that this is not acceptable on this platform, on any fucking platform. She is willing to go to crazy, unethical, illegal, allegedly, lengths to get people to stop talking about her and her clients. That she also then defends. So Janet, in the comments on her TikTok, has repeatedly defended calling a wellness check on Kitty, which I would like to point out. It almost would be more reassuring to know that Janet's just stupid and like doesn't understand things. Like you said, I think she's being purposely obtuse for all of this. Like, I don't think she's stupid and just thinks that all of this stuff is happening, but I wanna throw it out there that if you're not familiar with Kitty, she is a creator <laughs> that one Google search will pull up multiple articles where it says this woman's Traumatize the Men series is truly giving creepy guys a taste of their own disgusting medicine. Kitty runs an account 
that is very obviously rooted in satire. And she does often uh, reference things like drinking blood or eating organs or various like demonic symbolisms. And oh my God, you guys, that is what Lauren the Mortician and fucking Janet, I guess. I don't know if Janet's really directly said this, but Lauren the Mortician has explicitly said this in her uh, TikTok that she posted. They describe that Kitty's behavior is erratic and unhinged and like, it's so clear that she's having a mental crisis. Those are the words that they use in the fucking uh, calls that they make, which Kitty has posted. So we're, again, we're linking those below. A mental crisis is what they cite. And they say that she just seems unwell and- She's blackmailing people. She's threatening people. Here's the thing though. Lauren in her TikTok relies very heavily on she's talking about organs and drinking blood. Then you'd think though, when you hear the phone call, that that would be what Lauren's talking about. There's no mention of that in the phone no. call. Do you know what there is mention of? That she's on Reddit. Yeah, she's on Reddit. She's blackmailing people. She's just Extortion. acting unwell. I'm, I'm really concerned. But they don't mention anything about organs, nothing about drinking blood. That was something that allegedly Janet and Lauren came up with after to kind of like cement their reasoning for calling this wellness check. Even Gabby Egan echoed this and said, well, if someone was talking about eating organs and stuff, I would call in. Nobody, nobody mentioned that on the police call. And also, do you know what? It wasn't mentioned in the police calls. Any single specific reference to this alleged blackmail or extortion or this erratic behavior, not one example of any of the things that they were listing. And honestly, it was just so enjoyable to listen to because the operators were so over their bullshit. One of the operators actually asked Lauren the mortician if she had heard this person say, Kitty, that she was gonna hurt herself. And Lauren had this long ass pause and was like, um, uh, no. Like she was looking for a way to say yes without lying. But she couldn't. But she couldn't because she knows that there was absolutely zero reason she should be calling this in. Honestly, this wellness check situation, I think is one of the grossest things of all this entire scenario, this whole saga. That is such a just misuse of resources. And like, why are you wasting people's time? Why are they calling a wellness check and then complaining about blackmail and extortion? Like call the fucking police and file a report then if you think that they're blackmailing you. I believe Lauren even says that it's not blackmail towards her, like in the phone call. Well, because she's trying to pretend it's not her calling she says she wants to remain anonymous. But my thing is, is like these phone calls were given to Kitty. She has every right to use them. They're not property of Jeanette or of Lauren the Mortician. Yet I literally told Lily, like I'm not gonna put those on screen when we have two strikes because even though it is not her property, I literally think because it's her voice, like she thinks her voice is copyrighted or something. I have no fucking idea, but I know that she will go to unethical lengths to silence people. And I've seen a lot of people discussing like whether or not, because full disclosure, I have reported Jeanette to the bar in Illinois and Texas. It is something that anybody can do. So I did utilize those resources because I do think that that she is using her law degree in an unethical fashion to pressure people into not speaking about them. I do think that that's fucking wrong. One of the aspects of the call that bothered me so much is that she literally volunteers the information. She's, I'm an officer of the court and I feel obligated to report this. Yeah, that's what she does. She wields it around as a weapon. And I don't know if anything will be done. You know, I've seen people talk about whether there's a basis on our argument or like whether she can actually be held accountable or disbarred even. And the overwhelming sentiment is like, well, I don't know if like the copyright thing is enough. Like it's just kind of her abusing these systems. If that's enough to like actually get her disbarred. 
But this wellness check, her doing this and citing that she's a lawyer in order to harass someone, allegedly, in this way, in order for them to be quiet, is insane. And to give weight to her request for the wellness check, that was like a power move to be like, I'm a lawyer, so you should listen to me. And I it's think like, this is far beyond unethical. I think there is pieces of this that are flat out illegal. Like, I do feel like she has overstepped legal boundaries at the very least. That includes the stuff that we are aware of. What the fuck is she doing behind the scenes? Because I and guarantee she's been doing this for you, years. Yeah, I guarantee you she's crossed several ethical lines at best and legal lines at worst. Allegedly. But yeah, that's basically where we're at right now. We have two strikes on our channel. We do not know if this will cause her to strike us again, even though we have shown nothing of her. We're not even showing her face, not even showing a screenshot of her profile. But we don't put it past her to strike us for speaking about her. And we also don't know if we are going to be going to court over even the first strike because that's what we're waiting to get is a court order from her bringing us to court over the use of, I remind you, her one minute TikTok where she's not on screen. It is a voiceover over the TikTok terms and conditions, which we are commentating on. And full disclosure, if she does take us to court, we- We're going. Yeah, I feel like at this point, we've decided that we'll go. We'll we need to crowdsource money? I don't know. Check, keep an eye peel for our GoFundMe. <laughs> but like at this point, this seems so far beyond even us. She has done this to so many creators and I just feel obligated beyond us. Like this is not even about that. It's just like, this is wrong. I mean, if you guys have followed us for a while, you might be familiar that we do tend to have a um, strong sense of justice, you might say. It tingles, it really does. And we start getting like so worked up and angry and we just text and voice over like, reactions. this is ridiculous. Like it just feels when you've been wronged to just accept that and sit down and just be like, well, you know what? It's easier because it is easier to just not deal with this and to be like, okay, those strikes will get removed. We don't need to talk about her or her clients to continue on this channel. We could have gotten on here and talked about Selena Gomez and that whole bullshit she's doing. But then the fact that it's happening because we talked about her doing the exact thing that's trying to silence us, no. Sorry. I honestly feel like if we allowed this and it, let's say she does provide a court order and we're just like, okay, we'll just take it down. We'll just leave it down. No problem. If we allowed that to happen, we are going to be stepped on time and time again, because that is what our channel is. We are reacting and commentating on things every week. I mean, literally every video we've ever uploaded on our channel has something that someone could pull a Janet on. And that is not okay. And furthermore, it's enabling people like Janet and Janet herself to keep doing this. And to also then enable her clients to think that this is an appropriate use of power and that they're not doing anything wrong and that this is all totally ethical and it's fine. No, it's not. I'm sorry if you're doing problematic stuff and you don't want people talking about it, then maybe you shouldn't do problematic stuff. People can talk about you and unless they are literally stealing your content to profit off of it, no, this isn't a real thing. And again, I mentioned this in one of our videos that's now currently being taken down, so I'll just repeat myself. I have had content made on me that I believed to not be correct. I believed it to be defamatory. I believed it to be wrong. And all you can do or all I felt I could do is just like, you know what, I'll say my side of it and then that'll be that like you either address something and move on whatever all these creators that have hired her and are being such cowards in my opinion to be like you can't talk about me uh in xyz situation mm -mm. you can't talk about me 
and be mean and use my picture, okay? Yes, we can. And yes, anybody can. Welcome to the fucking internet. And you have messed with the wrong community because we speak our fucking truth here. We talk about things. That's literally what we do. And you're messing with the community and saying you can't speak. Yes, we fucking can. What's the now that um, Medusa, when you cut off one of her things, then two grow? That's what's gonna happen. You can't just like play whack-a-mole and keep silencing people and think that it's never gonna have any repercussions. Because guess what? Some people are not gonna take kindly to your bullshit, such as us. Yeah, all in all, we'll stop now because I know it's, it's a lot. It's just... This is frustrating and like, honestly, I'm angry. Thank you for listening to us rant. Yeah. But again, ways you can help right now. What I'm aware of, we're not in a legal battle yet, but if we are, we will definitely let you guys know. As of right now, if you can please help get the attention of YouTube or any creators that you know who maybe would be willing to speak about this, we would really appreciate that. This is just fucking horrible and we are so frustrated and we're just hoping that we're allowed to speak here and that this video doesn't get taken down too because it's feeling like a really scary place to be these days on this channel it's like can we speak freely because i thought we could but now i'm not so sure and also apologies for ranting for so long about this but we did think it was important to discuss obviously we are really sorry though that it has put a damper on something that we were super excited to be celebrating that is the milestone of our 100th episode yeah this is i mean i don't want to say poetic i feel like i say that in the wrong place but it does seem so crazy that on our 100th episode this happened and it just felt so disingenuous to come on here and talk about anything else but we won't leave you on that note because lily has done some amazing work and we do have a little special treat for you hope you enjoy hello everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of our brand new podcast do we know them? I'm Lily Marston. And I'm Jesse Smiles. We're so excited. We're actually doing it. This is our podcast. <laughs> There's nobody that should have a podcast less than us. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode two of Do We Know Them? We told you we'd be back. Welcome back to Do We Know Them? Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode. Of what is this? Episode four? Episode four. Look at us. To episode five. We are approaching those double digits at full speed. We have made it to episode six. Episode six. Look at Hello guys, welcome back to your new favorite podcast, Do We Know Them? I know we say this every episode, but we made it to episode 8! Amazing. And we are back for the second time this week. Look at us. Hello, guys. We have made it to episode 10. Let's go. Double digits. This is a monumentous, momentous, monumental, mm, <laughs> momentous. It's getting the sayings wrong oh now, Oh my bitch. God, I think I'm just drunk. <laughs> episode 12. We are round of applause for us. Yeah, we way past double digits. Okay. Anybody even doubts us anymore? Episode 13. Welcome back. Round of applause for us. We just give ourselves a round of applause every episode. And hello, everyone. And welcome back, episode 14. We are. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 15, where we believe that men as a whole should be abolished. Episode 16. And you might be like, why is that important? And I just would like to point out there was a point that we didn't know if this would make it to episode two. Episode 17, really like that number. Seven's my favorite number. The teen is the same day as my birthday. I'm just feeling good vibe. If you couldn't tell, it's October. <laughs> Very spooky episode. Look at us. Hey, it's Frenemies. We're back. We're back. I get to kill you today. Why? Ten ways to kill you. Oh, because what we're doing. Do we win some award for that or what? <laughs> it's going to be a spicy one. Welcome back to Do We Know Them? I almost just blanked and like didn't know. Them. Right? I feel like we haven't filmed in 45 years. Episode 23. We are really getting up in those numbers. And we have made it to episode 24, if I'm yes. not mistaken. We episode, didn't just make it to episode 24. We made it to December. Feliz Navidad, everybody.
Amazing. Welcome back to episode. Nope, that's not right. It's fun. Um, Rewind. <laughs> episode 25. Feels like a I'm good solid number. We are on episode 26. Amazing. I feel like we crossed a threshold. Yeah, yeah. Nobody doubts us anymore. Nobody wonders. Well, they do be wondering if we're going to upload on Sunday or Monday. But other than that, nobody wonders about us. Feliz Navidad, mi gente. It is Christmas. I'm Lily Marstan, and this is Jesse Smiles. And we have made it to episode 28. Burly. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 29. Do you know what that means? We're almost at 30. That's literally what it means. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? We're on episode 30. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 31. 32. And this may just be my favorite episode yet. So 33. 33. 30. Like, I feel like three's a lucky number for a lot of people. So double three. Love that. Episode 34. Lily, are we going to pretend that this is not our second time filming this? <sighs> I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you just <laughs> did. So I'm Lily Marston here with Jesse Smiles for episode 34. Five? Five, yes. <gasps> oh my goodness. And welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 36. And we are here for a fun packed day. We've made it to episode 36? 37. What? Oh my god, really? Yeah. <laughs> we are back for episode 38. Look at us accomplishing things. We haven't had a cheers in a while. Oh, here we go. Into the abyss. Cheers. <laughs> we have made it to episode 39. That's so many. That, that is more than I ever thought we would do. And I'm so proud of us. How many did you, did you have a number in mind? Uh, mm, like one. <laughs> How do we do this again? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> what show is this? Do we know them? We made it to episode 40. I normally <laughs> don't be game before we film. I drank one beer before and I'm feeling a little lit. This is episode 41. <laughs> I feel like we've really crossed a threshold. Oh yeah. We're, we're smooth sailing from here, sister. We don't even need to say the number. Welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 42. We gotta stop counting. You know, there were a lot of comments that said that they do enjoy the counting. Oh, okay. Well, we'll keep counting for now, I guess. Episode 43. I don't have a beer or wine today. I have a McDonald's Dr. Pepper. What about you? Oh my God. Wait, why is your cup like that? Those are the OG cups. I miss those cups. Oh, we don't have clear ones. What? Yeah. Way worse than these cups. Though if you leave those like in your room, it'll like leak and then just it's a disaster. I've, I'm fully aware of that problem. <laughs> episode 45. You're here watching episode 46. We're getting so high in numbers that I don't even remember which one we're on. Well, oh my God. Now that we're doing two a week, it's going to be like a hundred in no time. I know. Episode 48. We're almost to 50. Episode 49. We're moving along quickly, ladies. Almost to 50. Do we know them? Episode 50! We made it! Cheers! Uh, cheers. We have to cheers for this one. We have to go into the abyss for old time's sake. Cheers. Cheers. I haven't been this... Such an accomplishment. Yeah, it is an accomplishment and it also has renewed my internet love again. I don't know. It's just, it's been really nice, like, having something that I feel good about. We are over the hump. We've made it to 51. 51. Only up from here. Must talk about the number every time. You know how we do. I mean, I get awkward. I don't know what to talk about. I know, like, me neither. just dive into the topic for a sentence. I know. You know, we need, like, a, a catchphrase.
phrase that we can, you know, literally lay down. Hey, girlies. Yes. Hey, girlies. That's not long enough. Episode 52. I don't have anything to say, say about this number. Andy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Same. Hello, everyone. Wow. I just had like a voice crack. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 54. Okay, it's 54. Five, four. Did everyone get that? Are we going to just do that forever? Probably not. Oh, I feel like we will. And this is episode 55. That's a good one. I was one. wondering if you were going to say it. Episode 56. We are joining you on time, hopefully. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 58. I literally cannot keep a straight face. What in the actual fuck? Episode 60 and our one-year anniversary. Yeah! I'm like... What are the odds, number one? We started uploading on, what was our upload dates originally? Sunday. We changed them recently to Mondays and Fridays, yeah. and our one-year anniversary happens to fall on a Monday. Hello? Kismet? Oh my god, did I just do a Miranda Sings voice? I, you're gonna have to, like, deprogram yourself. I know, I know, I need to I need to go to some sort of uh, therapy for that. <gasps> Lily, are you seeing podcast? Lily, are you seeing this? Do you know what this is? I do, because I have one. <laughs> Wait, you did this? Oh my god, you planned ahead? I know! Episode 61. We are closer to 100 than we are to zero. And that's amazing. Episode 62. And I normally don't have anything to say about the number or like anything really relevant in the beginning, but this time, I really don't. Um, how about you, Lily? Um, I mean, I, I like a good even number, so I feel like we could just leave it at that. <laughs> 62. Appreciate that commentary. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to... I keep looking the wrong way because I forgot we switched oh, sides. Take okay. two. We've made it to episode 63. You didn't see me, but I looked at the sign, okay? Episode 64. We're growing. We're making moves on this podcast. It's episode 66. 66. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I think I, I really remember, to be honest. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 67. Where's the sign? <laughs> I'm just looking up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm Lily Marston here with Jesse Smiles, and we have made it to episode 68. That's such a high number. I just, I can't fathom I it. I really can't. Like, we're really getting up there fast. Do we know them? Episode 69. <laughs> That's a fun number. Although 69, I'm going to just say it. Not so fun. No. And we are on episode 70, which feels like such another milestone. I'm tipsy. Jesse's uh, <laughs> Episode 71. We are officially back and on track. Fingers crossed. Who knows? I wasn't sure we'd make it to this. I wasn't sure either. Hopefully this episode is coming out on Friday. Maybe Saturday. But you know what? It's out, isn't it? Episode 73. Do you know what I just realized? You always introduce our names and I never do. How dare Isn't you? Isn't that interesting? I don't know. Uh, maybe that's why the people that don't know you and they call you the other girl, girl with the ponytail, girl with the bun, maybe that's why they, they only go on episodes where I'm introducing us and I don't say our names. They only watch every other episode? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm the other girl and here's Jesse. Hi guys, it's me. <laughs> the host of the show and that one. <laughs> that one. Episode 75. I don't know math that good, but I'm pretty sure that's close to 100. Episode 76. We're on our way to 100 and pretty exciting. And if you know math, that's 24 away. Jesse's really good at math and counting. <laughs> Episode 77. Friday night edition. And boy, do we have an episode for you. 79. 
here we are. We have made it to episode 80. Spooky edition. We are officially in our Halloween era, and I love it. Well then, episode 81, spooky part two. <laughs> made it to episode 82 somehow. Can I talk to the girlies already? I have something to say. Tell the girlies. Episode 83, Sick Edition. We are on episode 84, which I just said before we started filming is only one away from 85. And then after that, guys, what what is it? It's 86. If you want to know what comes not long after 86, 87, what are we going to do for 100? Oh my God. Okay. We may actually have to get a cake for that. We keep saying we're going to get a cake for every single one and we just never do it. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 85. This is the time where I have to bring up that my dad has officially told me we need to stop mentioning the dates. That's his personal <laughs> opinion. And I just think that it's run its course. In the beginning, it was a joke. It was a joke you had with your followers. And now it's run its course. You don't need to keep saying the date. You're watching episode 86 and this one is dedicated to Jesse's dad. <laughs> He's gonna call me about that. Hello mortals and welcome back to Do We Know Them? <gasps> episode 87. It's me. The witch! <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't know. I know. I don't know what I did not plan that and it it just came out really weird. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm here with Justin Bieber. <laughs> here with my babe, Hayley Bieber. I hate this. I hate this so much. Episode 89. We're getting creepily close to 100. Oh, it's not Halloween anymore. I can't even talk like that. I, we have made it to episode 90, which is insane. Absolutely insane. And I'm almost positive that we have also hit 90,000 subscribers when we're posting this, which is like, what? And welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 90. One and today's episode is a good one, I think. We we don't really. We'll see how it goes. Welcome back to Do We Know Them. Start off with a quick little update in my life. You guys, if you follow me on Twitter, you might have seen I ordered the mac and cheese, and then they told me it was delivered. And guess what? It didn't fucking come. Lily, who cares? <laughs> How dare you? Episode 93. We're getting up there. 94, and that means that 100 is only six away. Good counting, Lily. Proud of ya. Yeah, it is. It's only six away. <laughs> Great amount. Episode 95, Streptococcus version. I have Streptococcus. Oh, I hate that word. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Then? We're on episode 96. I don't know why I paused. I know. I was like, so wait. Uh <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? We've made it to episode 97. Yeah, 97. So close. Do you know what else today is? Uh, December! Which means it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, Ron. Oh, look at this. <gasps> A beautiful Christmas tree. 98 and today is an exciting episode because we are going to be talking about janet no i'm just kidding i was like <laughs> no literally everyone heard that and clicked off already nobody's here hello everyone and welcome back to do we know them we have made it to episode 99 which is only one away from us i know lily's like scared i'm kind of scared too what's gonna happen when we hit 100 it feels like, like y2k it was like everything's gonna blow up <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 100! Confetti everywhere. We made it, guys. We did it. We just made it, it seems like. We may not have made it for long because this may be our last episode ever. Not really. She's kidding. I hope. Oh. 
So yeah, crazy to see how far we've come. We have had so much fun. We've laughed so much. We've just, I mean, this has been a ride. There's been a couple hiccups, but like for the most part, it's been great. And we couldn't have asked for like a better community of people. And honestly, we, you should see the text messages we share of being like, oh my God, people like, really? Look what they're saying. We're just so thankful. We really are. I didn't know what to expect. I've said this a million times when we started this podcast, but this was not it. Like I definitely didn't expect this. And I know that there are such a solid group of people who genuinely look forward to this. This is part of their weekly routine because we can be dependent on now. And that in itself is such an accomplishment. Like I just feel so grateful again for the community. You guys help us in so many ways. Like even just the aspect of like, we learn a lot from our audience and we have grown a lot with our audience. And I really respect that. Like I just love the dialogue we all have. I just honestly feel really grateful. And um, we didn't want to leave it on a horrible note. So hopefully that was a bit of a lifter upper because this episode has been a damper. Last thing I'll say is we've both obviously been on the internet a very long time. We've had our hands in a lot of different types of content and it's really awesome, especially to see the consistency that we're getting. We're the last people to be like, oh my God, we need views. But like to see us grow and get this kind of view consistency where it doesn't really seem to vary much depending on the topic or what we're talking about. It could be a super popular trending thing or it could be literally about random TikToks that Jesse found and that you guys tune in every week to hear just what we have to say about it is like a new thing for both of us, I think. Like before it was very dependent on like, I don't think this is going to do well. I'm not going to do this content because I'm nervous how it's going to perform. And now you've given us like the comfortability of just being able to cover whatever we want. And that's the most awesome part. Oh my God. Yeah. It's been so fun. And it doesn't feel like that horrible weight on your shoulders, that pressure. I don't know. I just put a bunch of weight on my own shoulders. It wasn't even other people telling me that, but it was just things that I would tell myself. No, but it's like, there's less pressure and it's just like that lack of pressure gives us the opportunity for like an episode that we might have been stressed about and it would have then not been funny. I feel like some of the random episodes have been my favorite ones yeah, because we haven't had that pressure that it's not going to do well and we aren't going to make enough money to pay our rent or something. We're able to just like give you guys content and like I just said, I think you guys enjoy some of the most random ones more than the ones that are like trending topics. So it's just really cool. Thank you so much, you guys, for just being here. If you're new, if you've been here since the beginning, whatever it is, thank you. We so appreciate you being here. And yeah, we made it to episode 100. We did it. Cheers. Cheers. I only have water. Isn't that bad luck? We can't afford any more of that. It's fine. I'll just kind of like shake <laughs> it in your direction. All right. Cheers. <laughs> um, and I guess here's to the next 100. Oh my God. Yeah, we did that in a year. So like, I don't plan on stopping in a year. And a half. Oh, okay. Well, we'll probably be here for 200. But anyway, thank you guys so much again for being here. I'm excited to see where the next year takes us. Hopefully no more Janets, no more, um, you know, uh, tattoos. It's been an eventful couple months. It has. But, um, Fuck my life. We're going to keep pushing on. Should I also reveal our plan? You guys, we wanted to have it ready for this episode, but um, as you might imagine, we've been a little preoccupied lately. We are finally listening to you guys and we are going to be in the near future. We don't have an exact date, but we are going to be having merch come out soon. Yes, we are. We have ideas. We have drafted up a few things and theme is not a big ass do we know them on a sweater, okay? So don't worry about that. We're looking for cute, chic, comfy, fun vibes. Subtle. Yeah, subtle. Something that you, all the girlies can enjoy, okay? Yeah, no, probably we're gonna keep it to like one or two pieces to start and like we're not trying to like launch a clothing line by any means but you guys a lot of you have requested it and we think it would be fun and we just would love you know a sweatshirt or a t-shirt or something so 
Stay tuned. Yeah, we're going to do our best. But anyway, thank you guys so much. If you made it to the end of this one, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. This was a lot, I know. But we thank you for being here. Thank you for any help or awareness or anything you could bring. We so appreciate it, like more than we can possibly say. And yeah, with that being said, that's all we have for you today. I hope you did have a great weekend and have a great rest of your week because we will see you as always on Friday. Bye. Cheers. Yes.